Jake, we're at the halfway point. How pumped are you? Uh, not so pumped in bro because I need I need like 20 weeks to maybe make playoffs instead of 14. So a little <laughs> Uh, you're un- unbelievable. But I tell you why I'm particularly pumped because we got another guest, Toddcito. Toddcito's in the house. What's welcome, up, guys? Welcome, Todd. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, this isn't our question of the week, but uh, just something that we have not personally really talked about. What's your general fantasy football feeling so far? <laughs> Good, bad, negative? I, you know, I, I know you two see each other on the weekend, so I don't. I'm not involved in, in these one-off conversations on just like you know being upset. I don't get to see the angry Todd where he's not watching football. So what, what's going on? I'm in that real precarious place. It's like between dread and hopefulness. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, it's funny that we're like at the midpoint of the season too. Mm-hmm. So it's it's. Uh, I think I think there's probably quite a few of us that are just kind of hanging in the balance. Even just looking at the standings, it's kind of a shit show. Like other than, you know, of course with the, with with the Eric and the Anthony's, and of course the Tyler's. You know, yep. like there's there's it's pretty much a shit show. Anybody can get in. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, this is a weird season because it's like. Is my team good? Because on any given week, your team could be pretty horrible, or it could be great. You just don't know with an injury or this COVID deal. So it's been weird. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, cool. Well, as y'all can tell, we do have our special guest. We got Todd, and with Todd, we have to. Uh, speaking of temperature checks, we got to hear it. Give us, give us the New York Giants rants. Let's. Uh, let, we've we've done the Cowboys rant way too many times. We've talked about everything under the sun, Cowboys. So let's do it. Let's go to the other side of the NFC least. Let's go to the Giants. Give us give give it to us, Todd. It's just it's just sadness, man. I've I, Jake and my brother were there with me on Thursday night when we coughed up an eleven point lead with a little over four minutes left in the game, and it, I, I'm just sad, man. I, I mean, I, I don't know what other way to say it. Like, sometimes you're pissed, sometimes you're like, but I'm fucking tired of losing all the time, man. Shit has to happen here at some point. So, I don't know. How's the, uh, um, it's, I'm, it's not just on the sadness. I'm not on the boards. I wish I was, uh, like the, uh, the, the threads and things like that. So, where are we with Jason Garrett? We, we've got to know. How's our, how's our old friend doing? Oh, he was dropped in as a sabotage on yep. Giants Twitter if okay. you listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're there. That was, that was the best troll job of 2020 as far as the Giants Twitter is concerned. All right. So, so we've got that. Okay. And then obviously we got to do the other talking head point. Where are we with Danny Dimes? Is he still the future? Um, I, I still think that there's a lot there. Yep. But at some point, you have to overcome the bad players around you. Uh, that's kind of, mm-hmm. I think, where I still have patience for him. But, like, I think that, uh, um, you know, 
at some point he's got to elevate the rest of the team around him and not the other way around. It's if that's who's going to be the guy sure. for the foreseeable future. So I'm still hopeful. I'm still a believer. Danny Dimes right now all day for me. But, you know, I, I thought that we were supposed to be turning around this offensive line, and it's not. It's ridiculous that we, we've turned over. We've, we've completely turned it over. And, and we still can't block for shit. We still can't give him any time. Um, you know, and then, you know, it, when nobody's really helping him out. You know, we got balls coming off people's hands, you know, dimes that are being dropped, right, with, you know, on, on critical downs that could have won the game against the Eagles. And Evan Ingram has a ball just walk right off his hands. You know, that could have iced the game there. So. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it's on him, and then some of it's on the fact that we're just a bad freaking football team. So uh, I'm still there with Dimes. You know, of course, there's always idiots on Twitter that just want to do Twitter things. So uh, <laughs> there's some people that are out. Idiot and Twitter. So they, they're out on the entire team. Fortunately, uh, fortunately for your offensive line, Jason Garrett really likes to run the football unless it's like first and goal from the two yard line, then then it's four pass plays, four lobs to the back of the end zone. Um, but yeah, so that'll probably be, he's, he'll be, he'll be instrumental in drafting some old linemen for you. And my hell we got your old, old line coach too. We got Columbo. Yeah, I thought Columbo. that might've helped, but you know what? Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter. I don't know. I, this COVID year is a weird year and yep. like it's a whole new scheme and you didn't get a preseason and you didn't get much time. And so yeah. like, you know, everybody has to have a little bit, maybe a little more time, but like fucking, you don't see any problems with Justin Herbert fucking A's in my starting lineup every week now. Like he's going to be like QB fucking one or three by the end of the year. Dude, He's legit. So, he's um, well, as always, you know, with our two teams, uh, these tend to start off pretty depressing. So let's end on a high note. You're only, um, <laughs> Depending on how you math it out, if you count this tie, you're only a game behind uh, first place in the NFC East, so you still got a chance, my friend. We can do it. There you go. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> it's time for the weekend recap. All right, another week in the books, and uh, let's do some quick news here before we get into the matchups. Uh, let's start here with Antonio Brown. The sweepstakes is over, and finally, this one did not impact one of my favorite players. I thought he was going to go to Seattle, which obviously would have hurt Lockett or DK. Instead, he ends up on Tampa Bay. So two questions for you guys. Y'all just tell me where you're at with this. Real quick, expectations for AB, just top 15, top 10, Top 20, what are you thinking there? And then, obviously, with the Godwin news, we'll touch on him throughout the matchups. Uh, he's going to be out for a little while. What does this do for Mike Evans, who has been struggling as of recently? Todd, uh, you you landed AB, so how pumped are you? Walk us through this. Uh, you know, come see me. He's for sale. I'm not <laughs> real pumped about having him on my team, and, but I got him in both leagues. So, um, But, you know... If it was uh, if we were playing back in 2018 or 2019, I'd be fielding a hell of a team right now between McCaffrey, <laughs> Adams, Julio, and AB. I think um, it might be an all timer, but yeah. this is 2020, <laughs> and so who the fuck knows how it's going to turn out? I don't know. I, yeah. I couldn't tell you one way or another. I mean, you know, he had that first game that he was on the Patriots last year and just like torched, and him and Brady were like the, you know, like freaking. Montana and Rice, you know, it looked like. So, if I but, was giving um, you a free bet and they all paid the same, where do you think if they're all going to pay you even? I'm going to give you a $10 free bet. 
Uh, one's going to pay out top 10. One's going to pay out 11 through 15. And the rest is going to pay out 16 or worse. Which one is the most likely? If you're just trying to win, which one would be the most likely where he lands? And this is this is rest of season, obviously. Well, there's not. I mean, I would just go middle of the pack because I don't know. Yeah. I have really no idea how he's going to react um, or if he even makes it. You know how long it's been a while since sure. he played football, man. He could he can come back and pull a hamstring quite yep. easily. I don't know. So Jake, to you, I would say right. In, I would say uh-huh. right in the middle. Jake, to you with AB, and then you know I think uh, you have a couple of. Yeah, I think you, aren't, don't you have some exposure to some of the Tampa Bay wide receivers? So walk us through a little bit about the impacts to uh, the Tampa, the Tampa crew. I I, I sold off all my uh, my Tampa stock actually. I, I traded yeah. Ronald Jones, traded Chris Godwin. Okay. Um, but I think that uh, I think AB will probably be like a top twenty dude the rest of the way, like a like a low end top twenty. Okay. Um, in that like 15 to 20 range. Um, and then it obviously it hurts Godwin and it hurts Evans. Um, it probably hurts Godwin more than yep. Evans because Evans role has been pretty set of when we're within 10 yards of the goal line, that's when I'm going to look at you. Otherwise mm-hmm. stay out of my line of sight. Kind of yeah. how, how they've been using him on offense. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and Godwin's a little more of like the PPR guy normally when he's healthy enough to stay on the field. Yep. Um, so I think, I think he probably takes the biggest hit. Um, but I mean, it's, it's Tom Brady. So we've seen before he doesn't, he doesn't care who he's throwing to. He's just going right. to throw, there's going to be somebody open and this offense is freaking stacked now. Yep. So someone's going to be open every play. So the, the real winner of this is, is the Tom Brady managers, whoever has Tom Brady yeah. on their team and everybody else probably takes a little bit of a step back, but you know, they're all still going to be serviceable, I think. And of note on Tampa, too, we didn't say his name, but quietly, Gronk's been looking yeah. better. He has. Been Gronk. So yeah, he looks, he looks a little exciting. gronky. That's not, you know, that's not really the news and update part, but Tampa's, you know, we're going to do our updates. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Tampa. Okay. Um, CMC might come back. Not much news here, uh, but I'm going to guess that we're all on the same page here. Mike Davis goes from. 90% CMC value to not even startable. Would you guys start Mike Davis if CMC comes back? No. No. But, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be on some kind of pitch count. Yeah. So I don't know if it's yeah, that's the maybe question. that first game. or I know they play, I know they play Thursday against the Falcons, but yep. if he plays at all, then I, it's CMC the rest of the way. Yeah. I'd hold on to him for one more week just to kind of see what they're – their workload, their mm-hmm. their split is going to be like for the first little bit at least, but two to three weeks after CMC comes back, Davis will be. Is Mike Davis? No is he one of those? Is he one of those Madisons, those admins where you can't let him go to the waiver wire now? Like where you just he's a lottery ticket that you just leave on your bench, or no? If you had the spot for it, then absolutely because he's been really good while McCaffrey's out. So if he comes back from a high ankle sprain and tweaks it again, then. No, you're right back where you were with them. Speaking of Edmonds, that's called a segue. Drake down, Edmonds <laughs> up. What do you guys think about Edmonds' rest of season? Um, I mean, could he contend for RB1 rest of season? Like number one overall or an RB1, meaning he's top 10? Both. Okay, top 10, I think yes. I think that he should have he should have been taken over the starting job 
a long, a long time ago. ago. For sure. Drake has not looked good. Edmonds has looked incredible. Um, so now without Drake taking some of his carries week to week, I think he's he's definitely a guy. I don't think he'll be number one overall, though. Todd, any gut feeling on Edmonds rest of season? Uh, my only gut is just on the Cardinals in general. They seem to be hitting a pretty good stride mm-hmm. right now. I mean, like, really so do. like I think that I think that they're I think they're uh, kind of like a scheme team, you know. Like I think mm-hmm. I think they can match up kind of any with anybody right now, especially with the talent they Absolutely. got with Murray and then Hopkins outside. Like I don't I I think they'll just be able to do whatever the hell they want pretty much the rest of the season. But I could be wrong. Cool. Last one here, and then I'll turn it over to you guys if y'all have any news and updates before we get into matchups. Uh, Chris Carson's coming in questionable. Carlos Hyde, he's on the waivers in both, um, but he's got a tough matchup with San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Sure is. He's on the waiver wires in both, so we'll do an over-under. Let's just do it right now while we're talking about him. Um, Carlos Hyde, over-under, let's call it uh, a lot of people need some RBs out there. Let's call it 19 and a half. If Carson is out right now, which as of right now, it looks like he will be. Carlos Hyde, over under $19.5 spent. I'm probably going under on that just because Hyde left the game with a hamstring injury too, and we don't really have an update on that yet. Yep. Um, and then don't they have the bye the week after that? So you yeah. might just be getting like a one-week rental, and he might yeah. no, not even no, play they're, or might not he, play he, a lot. Seattle's already had their bye. Have they? Seattle's already had their bye last week, so you don't, I don't know. have Seattle players, so. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it depends on how desperate That's you need tough. to win, how desperate you need an RB, but $20, I could see. All righty. Someone will probably do it. Let's get into the matchups, and we're going to start here with Bro League. We're going to start here with, uh, I'm just going in the order that ESPN breaks it out for me, guys. So I promise you, I would. You know what? No, let's start with our guest. Let me find. Let me find him real quick. Here it is, right here. Todd Byers. Where are you, Todd? There you are. All right, Todd Byers. Good win, buddy. One fifty nine point nine eight over Henry. Henry's bad luck streak continues. Let's see what I got here on you guys. Uh, Todd, I thought that you had a great win. I, I, you know what you love to see is when you overcome adversity, right? Johnu Smith, he lets you down. DJ Chark, he lets you down, but. Your guys, they came through. The guys you wanted to count on, Todd, Adams, Julio, McLaurin, that's the team you want to see, huh? Absolutely. And poor Henry, like, I don't know what he did in, in a previous fantasy life yep. or whatever, but the fantasy gods are coming for him. Mm-hmm. So, buddy, I don't know what he you got to do off. because <laughs> I, I, I was watching you reel me in all day. I have pretty much all my players playing in early games and then between – James Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Keenan Allen, Darren Waller. You just reeled me in within nine points, and all Carson had to do was make nine points for him in the ninth game to beat me. And he goes out with an injury after five points. So there was no way that I was supposed to win this week. So he's just absolutely snake bit. I feel for you, buddy. Yep. This is uh, – that just gets me right to Henry's. Um, there's not really too much to say. Did you have anything else on your team before we move over to Henry's? No. Okay. But – Look out, baby. Christian right. McCaffrey gets healthy. This team is going to be a problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of problem, Henry is definitely having problems, as we said, with the fantasy gods. I looked this up. So there are three teams in this league that have scored 1,000 points 
like have actually scored a thousand. Henry's the only one of them that has had a thousand scored against him. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Like there's to score a thousand points this the, early season. I was doing the math out yeah. earlier today when I was doing the, the rankings, and I think it's like they're averaging like 157 points against him every oh. week. So it's like if he doesn't bring an absolute A game every week, then he's just he's not getting it. And I feel like we have to have gotten our league scoring up. I'm sure I could do the math real quickly, but our let me I'll just tell you what our median is. Our median is nine eighty six, nine eighty, nine eighty one, and on the points against, so that puts him yeah, like he's like twelve or thirteen points a game. No, more than that. Oh my gosh, it's a hundred and twenty. Yeah, that's like it's almost team, though, yeah, man. it's Holy almost cow. like fifteen, sixteen points a game. Yeah, and I mean he's got a, he's got an awesome crazy. team, but the team's stacked. So, but un- it doesn't mean anything when 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 the fantasy gods hate you. So unfortunately for you, yep, Henry, it's true. Um, I don't know, sacrifice a goat or something like that. Okay, yeah. let's go in the <laughs> let's go in the order that I do have them now. Um, my matchup, I took down. Oh, Jake, Jake, I got a couple questions for you. Well, first of all, let me let me walk through one ninety two point seven two. To 152.18. That makes me the Pro League Team of the Week. Pro League Team of the Week. Thank you, sir. Hey, Jake, I got a couple questions for you. Um, when Aaron Jones went out and you put Jamal Williams in for this matchup, did you think you were going to lock it down? Or when you traded for Kenny G, did you think that you'd get out of this scot free? Or. When you saw Alvin Kamara going against the worst run defense in fantasy, did you think to yourself, this is G.O. as in game over? I'm just curious what was going through your mind, Jake. Uh, You know, if Tyler Lockett had just scored 40 fewer points, then I win this game. So that's Mm. what it came down to. And And I feel good about that. I feel really good about it. Um, I made some bad calls, and but even with my optimal lineup, I, I, I wasn't overcoming that, that Tyler Lockett outburst. I mean, that was insane. Yeah, it was um, fun to have. So if I started all the right people, I'd probably score 170 this week, and, and that still doesn't get it done for me. So sucks. Yep. I don't really have too much on mine. I'll just kind of like, – the only thing I came up with mine, I, I feel like whenever there's a new situation, I tend to – you and I tend to be on opposites on this. So, you know, it's the Chase Edmonds deal. Uh, I, I tend to get more hyped about, like, new situations. Not even when it's just, like, mine, but um, I feel like you're kind of the almost a little bit to the opposite. There's really no one in the middle here. So let's go to Todd here. Todd, back to the Chase Edmonds thing. Does this change the dynamic of my team moving forward, or is it still kind of in that middle tier, which is where I'm at right now, sitting, in, sitting at four and three, but that's only because of tiebreakers? Um, you know, I think that, I think you're in pretty good shape, man, with, with Chase Edmonds. And then if you get Eckler here back in a couple of weeks, I think that'll, and then you just got to figure out if, uh, your newly acquired quarterback is going to be worth starting at Tannehill obviously is, but, um, I don't know about the Vikings guy. Yeah. Cousins. Um, Well, I tell you, he's definitely better than Evan Ingram, but. 
Brian, thank you for yeah. taking him off my hands, so I don't even have to deal with that mess there. Uh, all right, I will say, yep. congrats though, and you outscored your projection by fifty-seven points. So, good job, <laughs> <Did there>. I? <laughs> yeah, because I was I was projected to beat you by like twenty. I know, and, and I and I knew things went downhill quick, but I didn't say anything. But I knew you felt really, really confident coming into this week. There was no doubt that you were confident. Fuck no, I didn't. Dude, my entire team's on IR. I have every IR spot filled for the last three weeks. I have. Zero confidence yeah, in this team. I think you felt pretty confident, but we'll move on. I can't uh, can't get it to your brain there. Okay, uh, speaking of uh, confidence, uh, let's talk about two teams that should have nothing uh, or complete lack of. This is a pretty piss-poor matchup. Diego, he gets a lucky win here. You need that from time to time. Uh, 114.66 to Irvin's uh, 102.06. Um, what do I have here? So, Diego, I, this is one of those times when you just need those kind of lucky wins, right? Um I just, why do I keep coming back to this team and just thinking, I don't know, right? I don't, I just don't know. It's because it's it's not that good. <laughs> right? It's just Doesn't not. it just feel that way? I mean, he had, he had one, two, three, four, five players that scored less than seven points. And then he had a huge Hopkins. He had a huge week from Tom Brady. And he went up against a team that had two players in negative points. Have we ever seen that before? Two of your players get negative? No, wow. but that's what I had for Terrible. Irvin. Um, yeah, while we're on, there's just not much to say, right? I mean, we've said it for weeks. Diego continues to win. He's been a high-scoring uh, team, but I just, I don't like, I'm not super thrilled about the squad overall, but, you know, Brady Mahomes, that's not bad to have in a 2QB. I don't like his running backs. I don't see any hope in sight for Anybody on his team? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Todd, do you think we're wrong on this? Are we too hard on Diego's team? Um, no, his running backs are. Ooh, that's a, those are that's a stretch right there. Are, but I, like, uh, if you can't beat Diego on a week where he gets what 18 points out of Kelsey and Mahomes combined, yeah, and and we can't we can't get him knocked out that week, then you know the sun is shining on him, man. That's so speaking of take, take them all. Uh, no sun whatsoever on Irvin's side, what do you think hurt him the most this week? So I just kind of like put this is what Irvin went through. So we had two negative players in his starting lineup. The Michael Thomas head fake where at the beginning of the week he was going to play and then didn't. Uh, watching Boston Scott go off when that should have been his starting player, Miles Sanders. Mini bye week hell with Andrews and Justin Jefferson out. Or the DK Metcalf touchdown that got called back late in the game. I don't know if you saw that, Todd. I know you weren't watching the game, but DK Metcalf had this bomb of a touchdown that got called back that I'm pretty sure, if my math's correct, would have won him the game. Which which one of those do you think hurt the most? <laughs> <laughs> or is it some combination it's, it's of all of that? It's, it's the know, Metcalf. You know going into that matchup, when he's, yeah. he's, down, yeah. like, he's down like 16, 17 points, something like that, going into the Sunday night matchup, you had to feel pretty decent. Like Metcalf has done that almost every week. So this is this was a weird week for Seattle. Yeah, he's 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 in a little bit of lineup hell too right now. I mean, yeah, he really has. <laughs> Sanders hurt and Michael Thomas not playing. What the hell's up with that? You know, like yeah. they're they're that, those are just pretty key players, man. Those are that's his first and second round picks right there. Yep. All right. Not far behind Irvin, though, is Brian, who was taken down by Anthony Garcia this week. Garcia gets a good win, 148.5 uh, to Brian's 105.58. Uh, 
So here's what's going on with Brian's team, folks. We got Odell Beckham out with an ACL. Godwin is down again. You know what Brian could use? Gosh, man, he could really use a top 10 wide receiver. But you know what he just did? He just traded him. Kenny Galladay was shipped off to Jake Tao. Once again, proving that you just don't trade with Jake. Like, that's just the bottom line, guys. Because something. God, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I do have to say one thing about that trade. I, I feel a little guilty um, because I only discussed that trade with Brian. I did not consult Reese at all, and this is her team. So um, I feel a little slimy about that. Kind of went behind <laughs> her back. But, uh, you know, listen, I took, a, I took a player off the IR for him. That's what good friends do. I don't have much other than I just I, I know why he made that trade. He had good wide receiver depth. He thought he was bringing in I don't even remember who who he got now. Um, but now he's got nobody. Unfortunately, there's not a well, single. He, he got Chris Godwin in it. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Now, it, like I said, now he's got nobody. He, there's no not a single wide receiver you can start confidently. So sucks but um it's him and Irvin. not you, you're playing for uh the trophy the uh what is it the plunger or um golden toilet all right move let's move it over to a team that actually has looked pretty good uh but it's going to be going through some dire straits here uh with some injuries we've got uh, anthony garcia and look he's lost saquon now he's lost drake so he's had decent rb depth but it just it keeps losing it he's got aaron jones I don't know, man. What do you guys? What What are we thinking here? If you're If you're If you're Anthony Garcia, what's your panic meter at after this week? Is it on a scale of one to ten? Where you Where Where Where's your head at if you're Anthony Garcia? Five. Yeah, right in the middle. Fifty-fifty. So you like so you, so you feel okay about his team? You think he's right in the middle? He's in fifth place. You're okay with that? Yeah, I like his team. He's got. Uh... Aaron Jones should be back. Aaron Jones wanted to play this week, and the staff told him no because I don't think they expected to need him against Houston. Yep. DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson. I mean, he's got really good wide receivers. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Tyler Boyd on his bench. Goddard coming back, who should be legit. We we know that tight end's been hell, but if Goddard can come back with Ertz out, that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty nice. Todd, you got anything on Anthony Garcia's team before we get to uh, our last matchup here in Broly? No, I agree with Jake. Cool. I, I think he's got a pretty good team here. I think if he can get Aaron Jones back in there, it's a little thin behind that, but if if he can just get a little health going, I think he'll be in pretty good shape. Anthony Rodriguez and Eric had a pretty low scoring but close matchup. Eric takes him down at 117.62. Anthony is scored, scored 112.58. Uh, on Anthony's side here, I think this was just a tough week. I was looking at his, at his rosters. Um, you know, overall... It, you know it's not terrible it's kind of it's it's right there in the middle he's four and third he's four and three in third place uh let me just uh, let's just help anthony out while we're here guys okay so i i actually was staring this down um who would you guys start if you're anthony you have to pick two of these four guys okay ty hilton curtis samuel hunter henry julian edelman that's what's going to come down to as you let me read them all for you again hilton curtis samuel edelman or Hunter Henry. Now he's obviously going to be starting Gurley, and then one of Cook or Madison. He's always going to be starting Cooper Cup or Diggs, and he's got George Kittle. So his biggest decision is going to be flex here. Let's see if we can help out our buddy. Who would you guys start out of those four? Or would you say to hell with it? I'm picking up somebody on the waiver wire. 
it's tough. I, I guess maybe Curtis Samuel, he's been a little more involved the last couple of weeks. He's been rushing the ball some. He's getting more receptions. But it's pretty bleak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you got to go with the hot hand a little bit too, man. Like, who the hell knows what's going on with the Patriots and Cam? Yeah. He is. He's got the yips or something. So it's hard to play Edelman. So I think he's almost – and I have him on one of my teams too, which it's hard to say that he's a scratch-off. But I think he's yeah. kind of a scratch-off until we see something different. I agree. I think I would go with I definitely go with Samuel and I would I'd probably go with I hate to say it but I'd probably go with Hilton as well. It's hard it's just hard for me to play two tight ends. But anyhow, all right, let's get to Eric, our first place team at six and one. Eric trucking right along. Uh here's the good news for Eric. He's six and one. Here's the bad news. He is seventh in scoring. <laughs> And he's 10th in points again. So he's by far the luckiest team. Um, This is second week in a row with a bad score. He had 87 points scored in week six, 117 this week. All right. And he's got some players on a downward trend too. He's got Zeke, who I I don't want anything to do with the Dallas Cowboys right now. Uh, He's got Devonta Freeman, who, I mean, we saw, we kind of saw the story there. Juju is clearly the third wide receiver between behind Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Robbie Anderson came back down to earth a little bit, but still still pretty good there. Evans, now he's got A B coming in. Okay. Is this team six and one right now? Do you feel like and I I, I don't want to spoil your uh power rankings, Jake. I know you put a lot of thought into him, so you know, but just does this feel like the number one overall team in this league? Nope. I don't think so either, right? Todd, what do you think? I, I got to tell you, this is the first time I've had a hard look at Eric's team, and wow. There's a, <laughs> this, is, this is a paper champion if I've ever seen one. I'm sorry, buddy. This, but you know what? It, it, fantasy football involves a lot of luck and, and, and some, yep. some things going your way. But, like, Damn. It's almost the complete opposite of the situation with Henry, who's got like a stacked team, is putting up great numbers, but is just not winning. Whereas Eric, I think on paper, uh, this I don't. It's not even just on paper. He's not putting up a lot of scoring, unfortunately. No, sorry, Eric, but I mean you got to be happy with a six and one record. You're likely you're likely a lock for at least the fourth seed. But gosh, you've got to be. If I'm Eric, think, I'm a little nervous. I don't. I don't think that if you if you were to switch. The records between Henry and Eric's team. I don't think either either one of us would be surprised. Would question. It. Yeah, we, mm. yeah, this makes Absolutely sense. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> definitely it, not. It would make so much more sense, honestly. Like, yeah. All righty, let me get to our standings real quickly. All right, so uh, excuse me, we just talked about it. Eric is six and one. Diego is five and two. They have sole uh, ownership of first and second place. Then we have a, a three-way tie here with Anthony Rodriguez, myself, and Anthony Garcia at four and three. A uh, little bit of a tie here uh, at sixth and seventh with you two fellas, uh, Jake and Todd at three and four. And then a three-way tie for the bottom here. We've got Henry, we've got Brian, and we've got Irvin all at two and five. As far as points scored, yo, oh, top score right here, y'all. What up? I have the most points scored, followed by Henry and Jake. And Diego. Oh, there's four people. Oh, I was thinking of fourth and one. There's four people who scored 1,000 points in this league. Diego, uh, Jake, Henry, and myself. We've all scored 1,000. Not too far behind are Garcia and Rodriguez in the 980s. 
And then you've got Eric. We talked about eighth place. Todd, you are in, uh, excuse me, Eric in seventh place at point scored. Todd, you're in eighth place point scored. Then Brian and Irvin have not cracked 900 yet. On the points against, Oof, we already talked rough. about AI yeah, now. Hey, just buying my time, man. Get <laughs> yeah, off the I know. Get, get I know. Your team, your team's lurking. Lurking. Uh, what, what do we got here? We've got uh, Henry has the most points against. Todd, you've had a lot of points. You're not too far behind him. I am actually in third on points against. And then we've got, let's see here, Jake. Man, I messed these all up. Jake and Brian, y'all have each had a 1,000 points scored against you. And then it's Diego, Irvin, Anthony Garcia, Anthony Rodriguez, and uh, Eric there to round us out. So Eric has not even had a 900 scored against him. So quite a bit of luck there. Anything on Bro League before we move on? No. Cool. That's it. Let's get into the matchups over here. And we'll start off. We're just going to go in the order I have them pulled up. I took down Israel 171.36, 124.46 on the notes here. Um, I know you're not supposed to call it a comeback according to the song, but um, guys, is it too early for me to call this a comeback? Is my is my team uh, am, am I am I am I going to start coming back or or no? Yeah, I'll, mean, take, I'll take that as a no. I'm cool. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Do you? Uh, <laughs> how much do you trust? You know. Tyler Boyd and Boston Scott to get you 40 some points between the two of them. Uh, a lot. I trust them. I trust them a lot. <laughs> Do I have any choice? Um, I'm mostly kidding, but uh, I don't really feel horrible about any of these guys except for CD Lamb. He's the only one that like I just really, really don't like starting right now. So I got to figure that out. Hopefully, if Deontay Johnson can stay healthy. But other than that, I feel pretty good about it. Um, I put myself in a pretty big hole here at going, uh, I don't know why I decided to go um, one and five to start the season, but um, you know, that's okay. Uh, on Israel's side here, uh, let's see here. On Israel's, we have, oh, okay. So we kind of we kind of know where Israel's team is going to go, right? He's going to be right there at about 500, maybe a game better, maybe a game lower than 500, but come into season and it's all going to come down to point scored and tiebreakers, unless something crazy happens. But I don't look at this team and say, okay, he's a top three team. I don't think he's a bottom three team. He's going to be sixth, fifth, or fourth. And it's all just going to depend on tiebreakers and all that stuff. I hate to be boring. Do you see any other scenario for this team? No, that's probably right. He's got really good running backs, though. Like, I, I was just taking a look here. Kareem Hunt, Devin Cook coming back off injury. Austin Eckler should be back pretty soon. Like, that's... It's not bad three dudes to have. Nope. Yeah, this team's going to hang around. Yep, it, it's going to be right there it's at what, the end. This is what he does. It's, it's all going to come down does, to right? just point scored or, you know, a game or two. So, all right, we're going to get into Tyler's matchup. Uh, Tyler takes down Anthony. Anthony scores 143.8. Tyler scores 190.84. And for the second week, the Coffee Boys take home the team of the weeks. Let's hit it. Fourth and one. Team of the week. That's right. That's right. Tyler is our team of the week, and there's no surprise. I, I, let, why don't we just make Tyler's segment the, is Tyler still the best team, and is Tyler still a lock for the one seed? Yes or no? That's the whole segment. Yes, especially with Chase Edmonds now, and Michael Thomas yeah. still waiting to come back. I did Ridiculous. have a whole bit here on how the rich get richer. He trades away Ertz, gets hurt. He trades away Drake, gets hurt. He has Janu, who's whatever, he's fine. 
He has Edmonds already on his team, but, you know, there's no sense. His team was already great before that. On Anthony's, uh, this was his turn. I got this new, uh, I've got this new segment. It's called the, uh, the Wheel of Misfortune, and this is where you get hit by the injury or COVID. And this week, he lost Godwin. He's likely lost Carson for at least a week. And Zeke's on a downward trend, mate, bat best in RB2. Um, I mean, he just needs something major to happen, swing back his way. Agree or disagree? Any hope for Anthony's team? Mm, looks well. Yeah, he's taking, taking a shot. He's going to be he's gonna be hurting for a few weeks, I think. Yep, I agree. I don't think there's too much between either of these teams. It's kind of, um, I don't know. It's like Jeff Bezos versus uh, your mom and pop startup. It just ain't gonna happen for you, buddy. You're getting put out of business. All right, let's get let's get it going. Uh, Dobretz, in spite of that trade, he's still somehow. F- I was shocked when I was looking up the standings. He's five and two in third. He took down Eric this week, one twenty one point two to one hundred seven point twelve. And I just I don't know, man. I, he's he's eighth in scoring. He's eighth in points against. So he's kind of on the low end of both of them. I just. Is it just me? Do y'all think he can keep this up, or is he about to really start to get to a rough stretch in the season for him? It's like I say every week that his team isn't that good, and then he just keeps winning. So yep. I, I I don't know what else I can say. I mean, his running backs are not very good, but he's winning you games. Know, he, gets, he gets Chubb back. He needs uh, Gaskin is on a bye this week. Gaskin's yeah. been a good RB this year. So I think you can supplant Drake and Freeman, obviously, with those two. Um, get Lamar back in there. Lamar's got Fournette, to. Who knows? Lamar's got to turn it back on for him. The way Lamar mm-hmm. has been this season, you can't keep getting. And he's not. He really hasn't been. Whole, but he's the 16th overall at QB. I mean, that's not what you. That's not what you draft him for. 21 points. That's great. But it's just. I mean, we're seeing scoring up. You've got to get into that 30-point range if you're Lamar. So, All right, yep. moving right along. Steve Mahan, he loses 112.4 to Jake Tao, 157. Pretty good week there for you, buddy. On Steve Mahan's side, you want to talk about a team that needs its stars back. Uh, without CMC, this team has just absolutely fallen apart. We are at the um, halfway point. I don't know if y'all if – y'all, keep up with steve's team as closely as uh, as i did over the 15 minutes that i prepped for this but uh, he's he's on an zero and five streak this is a five game losing streak he's had scores of 101 95 141 121 and now 112 that's it that's a convincing zero and five there's no luck involved there at all he earned that zero and five <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's essentially all the games that McCaffrey has missed as yep. well. So he's missing that 30 points. Yeah, yep. I don't know. Until he gets in back. I mean, he's just – if Steve wins this week, and I didn't look up his matchup, but if he wins this week, three and five, you've got six more weeks to go. You get to, you know, McCaffrey goes on those MVP streaks. You know, with Julio, Kelsey's been – you know, Kelsey's been good. He's been the number one tight end, but he hasn't been, you know, a top 20 overall player. Um, I don't know. There's some hope there for him, but he really needs uh, he needs McCaffrey to come back and to be McCaffrey. On the flip side of this, Jake, uh, let's see. What did I have for you, Jake? On your end, uh, first of all, oh, I know. There's Where else can I go with this? Great name change. Look, you were on a two-game losing streak. You scored 122, 106. 
and and you've turned it around, right? You put up 157. You're a high score. This team. Uh, do you credit it all to the name change, Jake? 100 percent to the I name figure. change. Uh, it, well, I'd say 98 percent to the name change and two percent <laughs> to uh, having. Uh, another week of the benefit of having one of my players play against the Dallas Cowboys, which is always just such just just fantasy gold. Yep, it's so good. Absolutely. Yeah, and of course you're talking about Antonio Gibson there, who is the uh... yeah yeah that's uh, that's a that's a horrible situation. Uh, I don't have anything else on these two. Uh, it's pretty 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 straightforward. Steve needs Christian McCaffrey back. Jake, your team's pretty solid. Good week. Anything else? that's it let's close it out here and then we'll get into our overview and then we'll 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 um do a couple updates okay it's todd todd your matchup we'll end it on a good note here 168 you take down richard at 116.94 on todd's side okay so we already i only wrote down antonio brown i was trying to think of something real quickly todd is it antonio brown is he your second best wide receiver having seen having him seen him play nothing uh, no games yet. Is would you say is Antonio Brown right now? Can you start him more confidently than Robert Woods in a no. vacuum? No. Okay. What about DJ Moore? DJ no. Moore's gotten off. I mean, to, okay. To me, Moore Moore's gotten more targets in the last couple of weeks than he's he's been on a pretty yeah, nice little back. Yeah. yeah, got that. Yeah, his last three weeks have been great. So it only comes down to McLaurin, and I'm gonna take a wild guess that you would still take Antonio Brown over over Terry McLaurin, or excuse me, vice versa, Terry McLaurin over Antonio Brown. On Richard's side, I just got to say, thank God Richard is in this league. Uh, the race for the Golden Plunger is never a fun one to be involved in, uh, although my team is on the, on the comeback. Um, did you guys know this too, by the way? Richard is competing for back-to-back Golden Plunger. So we actually have a new, um, a whole new segment. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a back-to-back Plunger watch. So that's pretty exciting. Man, he got he's gonna have the double deuce. The rough. <laughs> I hate that. He just got out of the bathroom, got right back in. That's uh that's Richard. Okay, let's update the league standings real quick. Of course, it's Tyler in first place at six and one. We've got Jake and Dobrats tied in second at five and two. Todd Israel in tied for third or fourth and fifth place, excuse me, at, at four and three. You've got a little bit of a gap here with Eric and Anthony Rodriguez at three and four. Steve Mahan and myself are two and five, and Richard, we just talked about rounding it out, currently in pole position for that golden plunger at one and six. And the uh, points scored are actually almost almost identical to what you would think. Tyler is number one. Jake, you're number two. Eric actually doing much better in this league on points, but just uh, his luck is a little reversed here. Eric has 1,033 1, points scored. Then it's Todd myself israel and then you've got anthony dobrats and then steve and richard have not scored 900 points yet dude richard's richard's averaging 117 points per game that would lose yeah a week in a normal format yeah yeah i remember when we very first switched to ppr the average scores were like 125 or something like that so that's pretty pathetic yeah on points against Anthony Rodriguez, he's had the worst luck. He's uh, he's had almost 1,000. So the most points scored against are Henry, 1,099. Anthony is like half a point behind him at 1,098.94. Pretty insane there. Richard, to go along with his low scoring, he's had a lot of high scores against him, 1,090. I'm in third. 
uh, and then Steve, Todd, Israel, uh, all with less than 950 scored against. We've got Jake here. Jake, you have pretty good luck there at 926. Dobrats, Tyler having really good luck, but he's pairing that with high scores. Uh, and then Eric has had the least amount of points scored against him in both. Is that right? In both leagues? He's Yeah, that's crazy. Did you guys know that? Wow. Insane. Yeah, good stat. Like he, he, he definitely sacrificed it. Yeah, I think he stole Henry's goat and sacrificed it. In the other, <laughs> that's what yeah, he yeah. Eric, got two of them. <laughs> Henry, ask uh, ask Eric for ask Eric for a goat remains, and maybe you can make him into a stew or something like that, and have that. All right, let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll pick it up with some games and some second half awards. All right, let's do some mid season awards, and let's start here with the NFL first, if that's cool with you, gentlemen. Um, Let's kick it off here with MVP. Who would you all say is the current MVP of the NFL? Jake, we'll start with you. Sorry. Uh, this was really tough. Um, I had several quarterbacks that I liked and a couple of running backs that I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I landed with Russell Wilson. Yep. He's just been absolutely lights out and outside of a couple of pretty fluky situations uh, in that game, they, they would be 6-0. They're still 5-1. and one. They're still first in their division. They're first in the NFC. Um, so I, I don't see that team slowing down anytime soon. Uh, and then the, just what he's had to do to keep them that good because their defense is not. Um, so that's, that's where I ended up. Um, yep. But I could easily – see two or three other quarterbacks being up there as well. Todd, who'd you pick? Uh, I agree with Jake. This was really hard. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad I picked a different quarterback because it, I get, it makes for a better podcast, but um, I picked Rogers. You know, okay. I think outside yeah. of, outside of one game where he just said, I'm going to do Aaron Rodgers thing and not give a fuck in Tampa Bay, you know, mm-hmm. he's been like Johnny on the spot this year. So, and I, I just, I think the Packers are pretty damn good. So that yep. was my number, my number two pick. Yep. It came down to Russell and Aaron Rodgers for me. And the tiebreaker was just, I think that Russell has to do more for his team. I think that the Packers have a better overall team. Um, I think, I, I, I think without Russell, like I think if you take him away and you just put in the league average, I don't even know who the league average guy, maybe, maybe my new, um, my new best friend, Kirk Cousins, right? They're no, I just don't think they're anywhere near this, right? I don't know if that's a league average guy. Jimmy G, right? Who's the worst quarter? Jared Goff, could they get them to that with that poor of a, of a, of a, of a, of a defense? I, I just, I just don't think so. So I landed yeah. there. Todd, thank you for bringing some uh, diversity uh, to our podcast here. Let's get into a bust team of the year. Who's the biggest bust in the NFL this season? Well, we're all gonna have the same fucking thing for this. This is this is too easy, right? It's it is it's the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I, I don't we're, have the Cowboys, so uh, go ahead. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. wow! The Cowboys are supposed to go to the Super Bowl. Everyone, we, <laughs> you we picked that. A ton of people picked us to go to the Super Bowl. A ton uh, of people at ESPN. A ton of people at the Ringer. I mean, this was supposed to be the year. We made some great moves in the off season. Finally, got rid of you know the Clapper, and, sure. and it was supposed to be. This was supposed to be the year, and yeah. 
we looked terrible before Dak went down, and now our team is just – I mean, there is – there's no fight in that team anymore. So, yeah, they're we're done. Dunskies. Toast. Todd, what, who'd you put down for biggest bust? Are you, are you, are you I wrote down uh-huh. the Cowboys as just, like, for pure expectations, but I knew Jake was going to say <laughs> them as well. But, like, you guys have been snake bit by injuries, like, nobody's right. business. So, like, I, I didn't want to blame – I didn't want to blame the biggest bust of the year just because I feel like injuries have really like caused the downfall. Yep. I'm going to stay in the same state though. And I'm going to say the Texans mm-hmm. are yeah. the biggest bust of the year. Anything else on, right now, on right? that? I mean, they, they went are. all, they went all in, right? They traded away half the team. They traded away their picks and here's where the Texans are, right? They're, they're, they went in for this year. This was it. And we're six games in or seven games in and they have no coach, no GM, infighting on the defense like it, it couldn't be in a worse situation i think so i didn't i didn't even have the cowboys on my list i know that they're a bust but to your point todd it's injuries it's like it's like you know it's like that season look mike mccarthy he wasn't gonna make andy dalton um matt castle from patriots 2008 that was never gonna happen once he lost dak i was really hoping for it half the o-line uh the linebackers it was it was toast so there i i I took them off my list um i had four contenders um i had todd's texans i had the vikings but they're a little bit on the upswing so i took them off i had the colts but they can they're still uh, i don't know there was their to me the biggest bus team i think is the new england patriots they are horrible horrible they with the exception of the Jets, I think they're the third, third best team. I mean, are the Dolphins better? I mean, look, the Dolphins are putting in two to see. I don't know. I don't know. I just think with all the hype around Cam, Bill Belichick can do anything. Look, I, he's playing with half a deck of cards right on defense, but man, I don't know. And now they're shopping Gilmore. I mean, this was not the way the Patriots season was supposed to go, not at all. So I went with the New England Patriots. I thought they were the biggest bust team. I just and maybe yeah, I should back up too. They're really bad, but this it was still supposed to be like I don't know, right? Bill Belichick could do anything, and turns out turns out he can't, which he's normal, right? But go figure. All yeah, right, that, that is that is a really bad one, actually. I think. You and I both picked the Pats still to win that division. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was reminded of that when I went and, back through my, and, <laughs> my yeah, preseason. Like, God damn, like, what was yeah, we missed that. The the Bills were, mm-hmm. and now it's like the Dolphins are plus. I think they said on the on the BS podcast that the Dolphins are like seven to one to win the division right now, That's and they're bad. three and three. Like the Bills are pretty and, good though. And a fun little factoid: they have Houston's first round pick next year. Yeah, yeah. the Dolphins do. Yeah, so pretty great. <laughs> If that continues yeah, to be bad, they're, they're mm-hmm. going to be Dolphins they're next be year. Upswing big time. Yeah. All right, let's do our Super Picks up. Our Super Bowl picks updated. Uh, before we do this, Todd, did you have? You did not get in on us with our division picks this year, so thanks for leaving us hanging, buddy. But did you have sort of a Super Bowl? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> uh, Super Bowl, sort of in your head, like who? Who did you have before the season started? Yeah, before the season started. I, I legitimately really didn't have okay. anything. I had no expectations. I did think that, and I, I think we're seeing a lot of this play out, is that continuity is winning out. Like a lot of these teams with established offenses and established coordinators and head coaches are doing mm-hmm. well. And a lot of the teams with 
with new head coaches or new offensive play callers and things like that are not doing well. And sometimes it just takes time for these things to ramp up mm -hmm. with no preseason and not much camp. But I really had no expectations other than I thought Kansas City was going to be the head of the class. There's only one exception to what you what you said. I just went back and looked at it, and it's Tampa. Um, yep. So that's the only – to otherwise, right, the Titans, the Steelers, granted the Steelers – you know, they, they already had been. They just didn't have them last year. The Chiefs, the Bills, and then you get over to the other side. I'm not, We're not talking about the NFC East. Uh, you get this – well, the entire NFC West is great, but all of it is consistent. Year two is the youngest, but it's Kyler and Kingsbury who are great. You got the Packers. You've got – and then the Bucs. Of course, the Saints are right there. So, all right. So, Todd, if you – so, do you have picks right now? Do you have a Super Bowl pick right now that you say, okay – now, now that I have a little bit of an idea of where this season's going, who's your Super Bowl pick? This is so close. This was like the hardest one that I had to go through today, I thought, like picking who I think might be in the Super Bowl because I think there's like four or five, maybe mm -hmm. six teams in each conference that have a real legitimate shot here. Yeah. And I just went kind of a little bit chalked. So I just okay. said KC, and I think Green Bay might be there because okay. I think Green Bay doesn't have to deal with the division the NFC West has. And Yep. They might be hosting a game in a very cold Lambeau field, and I think that gives them an advantage. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know. That, that's just kind of where I landed. So I, yep. I, I, that seems a little chalk, but, you know, Tampa okay. Bay is rising for sure. They they, they believe, and they got stars all over yeah. the field. So Yeah. Jake, so you went with – okay, so now we're going to get back into our picks. Jake, <laughs> let's go. Cowboys versus Ravens, just, baby. No, it was Cowboys Chiefs, right? Did, did you change it to no. Ravens? Yeah, it was Cow I had Cowboys Ravens. Okay. I had the Cowboys beating the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Um, do you uh, want to change? Well, you can't. We're not actually changing, but do you? Yes. Would, yeah, would I, you I, go? Sure, with... I would like to change my pick. <laughs> Who do you Appreciate have now? Uh, so I went with the coming out of the AFC. Um, I just think they've been more consistent. Obviously, they're six and zero, but their defense is so freaking solid, and then they have so many, so many options for playmakers on the offensive side. When Juju Smith-Schuster is like your third or fourth best offensive option, like, holy crap, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I went with them, uh, and then I was going to go with Seattle, but then you sent me that stat of the all-time DVOAs and, and top ten in both things, and so I ended up with the Buccaneers for <laughs> the NFC. Um, yeah, That's a good freaking football team. And if, and if we're seeing what they can do when they eliminate their mistakes – and if if they're not beating themselves, they're really fucking hard to beat. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. It, for me, so I went with Seattle and the Chiefs. Uh, I'm so yeah. glad I got off the Cowboys. Um, my NFC, I, I I completely moved the Cowboys out, out of the NFC before we. Uh, I think on the podcast I went with Cowboys, but in our final mm -hmm. whatever deal, I went with uh, Seattle and the Ch or Seattle and uh, the Bucks. I think really you might win that bet. Yeah, I might get that one. Um, yeah. For me, this NFC comes down to the three teams that you all talked about already. Bucks, Packers, Seattle. I just cannot do this logically, right? I have to go emotional here. So I'm going, <laughs> I'm all in. What I would have loved to have seen, though, is Seattle trade for Everson Griffin. Like, that would have been awesome because their D-line is horrible. Like, you can just beat them up. They're going to get Jamal Adams. He's hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's his deal. So they'll get Jamal Adams back, and he's clearly going to be a difference maker for them. I just would have loved to have seen them, but, you know, I, I, I would I would not be surprised to see them. And I haven't been listening to any of the 
non-fantasy podcast, so I don't know what the trade deadline is going to look like. Uh, but I, I expect them to make a move. Um, I think the Bucks are the the Bucks are the clearly the best all-around team in the NFC. I, I don't even think that it's particularly close, with the exception of maybe the Packers. But I think the Bucks' defense is is better, um, and you can't take too much away. And then on the other side of the ball, I think I they still think won head to head. Yeah, they won head. It's hard to take a lot from that game because it was so weird. Like they just destroyed them. But I mean, who, yeah, I mean they 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 played a game, so you know, there's not much you could argue about about that but um on the other side of the ball the only team i would look at is the steelers um their defense is legit but i'm just i learned my lesson i've done it two times and i was like you know what not not i'm not, I'm not going against my homes anymore so i'm sticking with the chiefs i think they're the only team uh that can even keep up with the steelers uh and i, I think Mahomes will figure it out and to me th- this team is just figuring it out like they don't like this last game they didn't they didn't even do anything i think he threw like 13 passes or something crazy like that so I'm sticking with the Chiefs. I'm, I'm actually going to stick with my my picks. I feel pretty good about them. Although I will say, I probably logically I should I should pick the Bucks, but I'm going to stick with them. Let's get into fantasy. Um, who's y'all's fantasy MVP? Todd, do you want to go first? Sure, man. I think that between the two quarterbacks that we saw in Sunday Night Football, I think is is where it's at now. Yeah. I wrote down Kyler first mm-hmm. um but i didn't realize that russ had already had his bye week so mm, he yep. projects about 29.9 so russ is about a point 1.7 points better on average per mm-hmm. game right now but like any one of those two i think is is the clear cut in my in my mind jake who'd you go with i'm curious yeah I, um yeah, I, I kind of was in the same boat, and I almost went with Russell for that. Russell's averaging, what, like 1.5 points more a game. Yeah. Uh, I ended up going with Kyler, though, just because of where he was taken to and the value that you got him. So Russell Wilson basically went in the second round, I think, in both drafts. And Kyler Murray, fourth round, which means you got all that extra value of running backs, wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if that if you know if that's your fourth round pick and he's the number one scorer in fantasy right now like that's that's the freaking dream of course though your top three picks could have been oh i don't know let's just play a draft out saquon barkley could have been <laughs> uh <laughs> miles sanders and or uh Kenyon drake and then odell back chris godwin chris godwin yeah. so i went with well, the one guy out of the top 10 that i'm like no doubt he has returned value and he's going to be there i went with camara it's just like look how scarce running back has been to me i think the mvp has to be a running back because there's just no other like no one's no one's gonna have i was talking to tyler about it today he was like dude look at this team if you have two running backs that you can confidently start, that is such an advantage. And granted, I know the value that running QBs have and all that, but there's like six or seven QBs you can start where you're just like, I have a clear-cut advantage. I think there's there's one clear RB that has delivered absolute value. To me, it was Kamara, but that's, that's, that's where I landed. Yeah. He's bust. Been, uh, oh. been a lot of fun to have. Bust of the year. Who's y'all's biggest bust? And we we, we we excluded players who have been injured. So Saquon, of course, Christian McCaffrey, they don't count. So let's start with Todd. Todd, who's your biggest bust of the year? 
I have a few that I wrote down mm-hmm. just because of where they were drafted okay. and but uh my the first one I have is Evans. Yep. As the number twenty two wide receiver, wide receiver twenty two right now. He was taken third and third round and fourth. Mm-hmm. Um what were some yeah, of the other another names? one and these mm-hmm. are all these are all wide receivers. I had Juju as well. Mm-hmm. It was taken. He's the number thirty-three. Mm-hmm. He was taken in fifth, in the fifth round, and then everybody's favorite player to hate right now, especially me and Joey, DJ Chark, mm-hmm. wide receiver thirty-seven, was taken on in around the sixth round on average. So yep. those were the three that I had that were okay. that really stood out as busts. Jake, who'd you go with? Yeah, Chark's definitely hurt my feelings. Uh, I went with Drake. I know he just got hurt, but for the first half of the season, I, I felt like he was probably the biggest bust. Went in the third round in both. I think everybody that got him and pretty much everybody in our league viewed him as a high-end RB2. RB1 yeah. could sneak into that 10 um, if he got enough receptions. Uh, other than the Cowboys game, that's the only game that he scored more than 15 points so far in the season. Cowboys, everybody scores 30 against the Cowboys. So I, I'm, I'm kind of like knocking that one out. Plus, there was the 70-yard touchdown in garbage time. Um, he was averaging like nine and a half points per game prior to that. He was like the RB, like 20-something, you know, 25, 26, something like that. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't what you expected him to be. Mm-hmm. And... Part of it was because he wasn't getting the reception work because Chase Edmonds was yeah. was coming in on those passing downs and he was eating up all the receptions. So, um, so yeah, that was my guy. Cool. Well, I had here's the names that I had written down. Um, some were just like you know players. I think you're just not a bust, but that you're definitely just disappointed in. And then I have my my bust. Um, Okay, so I wrote down Josh Jacobs. I just don't think you're as happy with him as as when you drafted him. I wrote down Travis Kelsey. Look, he's still the number one tight end when all tight ends are horrible, but he's not worth that second-round pick, all things considered now. Both Woods and Cup, I think they're 19 and 20. I I, I think think whenever you drafted them, you thought, hey, I'm going to get the one. That's going to be top 10, right? That was kind of the the thing. It's not they're both going to be top 10. As you kind of picked your the one you wanted, and then they'll be at least, you know, top 15, but neither of them. Uh, I was going to go with Evans, but for sake of this podcast, I'm going to move off that, and I'm going to go to the one that I really do feel is the biggest buzz. I think it's Lamar Jackson. Um, I just don't think that he has returned top five overall pick value whatsoever. I I, I just, like, that is, like, how many other QBs have emerged? All the players you... Like, you know, Grandel, who, who, who are you going to pick, right? So, so you say that. So you say CMC, Saquon, Zeke. I get it. But, you know, at least you could have had a running back there. Maybe you landed on. Maybe maybe you got Kamara. I don't know. But you, you clearly you passed on somebody else other than and, and you're stuck with Lamar. And you, and you had to pick somebody like a Jacobs or somebody that just, you know, has been fine. But So I'm, I'm going with Lamar Jackson as my biggest bust of the year so far. Uh, perhaps we've already Good talked call. about him, but who do you all think is the running back? I'm not going to do tight end. I'm not going to do QB of the year. We're just going to do running back and wide receiver. So Jake, give me both your running back and your wide receiver of the year. Yeah. The running backs, Kamara, yep. um, could have been a lot closer, obviously if Saquon and McCaffrey had stayed healthy or and if Zeke had not had the unfortunate circumstances that have happened to the Dallas Cowboys. Sure. Uh, 
But Kamara's just been – he's been super consistent. He's got one game that he hasn't scored 20 mm. points, and he scored 19.9 in that game. Yeah. Um, and then he's had two monster weeks where he scored, you know, 38 and 46. Um, he, he's, you know, he's a he's a league winner, yep. hopefully. Uh, receiver is DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like, okay. I, you know, I went pretty chalk with both of these, yeah. number one and number one. Uh, but Hopkins, the same thing. He's been he's been really consistent, mm-hmm. uh, and he's just getting a massive, massive target share in an offense that scores a lot of points and and moves mm-hmm. quick. So he's getting a target share in an offense that has more targets available than any other offense. Yep. It's a good recipe for success there. Todd, your running back and wide receivers of the year so far, halfway through the season. Who do you got? It was pretty much chalk as well. Okay. Um, I went with Camara, okay. and then I wrote down Hopkins, and then I put Ridley as a kind of an honorable mention there. Okay, yeah, he's been awesome. Um, I went with I, I figured we would go chalk, so I tried to be a little bit different here. I went with James Robinson, um, mostly because I already had Camara as my MVP, but James Robinson completely out of nowhere, he's the RB two. He's delivered. I think without a doubt, the most value out of any player. I mean, he was waiver wire, not even drafted. Um, the, he's, he's by far the best value this season, and he's an RB. Like, that, that is just, you're going to get an extra plus this year from me. Uh, under wide receiver of the year, I stared at Hopkins, and I was like, yeah, I know, but I'm going with my boy who just put up almost a 50 bomb. I'm going with Tyler Lockett. That's an awesome awesome performance and he really you know it's kind of like the uh the heisman thing he had his heisman moment and so i went with him as my wide receiver of the year um i'll kick us off with value pick of the year i know i just talked about uh, james robinson but he technically wasn't picked so i, I couldn't throw him in there i went with cream hunt i think that uh you know you're drafting all these backups and especially you know go to running back cream hunt's delivered he's he's been he's been super solid and he's been awesome everything everything you wanted and then some so especially where you got it. i think he was going the seventh or eighth round so at most people's rb3 at at best and rb4 at worst so i went with cream hunt todd who's your value pick of the year yeah you stole my thunder a little bit with uh, your james robinson okay <laughs> and like i even i think you still get more brownie points i guess even if you didn't draft him because if you look both leagues tyler and henry picked him up for zero dollars yeah unbelievable off waivers yeah he's yeah yeah zero dollars off waivers so good on them and he's mm-hmm. he's, he's rb2 for the season so yep. you cannot you cannot i agree that value is, is just is, is astronomical so good on them and jake Man, your value the james, pick of the james robinson hurts my feelings so much because i i thought i was being so sneaky with chris thompson when uh Reichwell armstead went out with covid and uh i was like you know they're going to be from behind, and Thompson's going to get all the pass yeah, work. So James Robinson's Thompson. not going to be that valuable. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, that was bad. Uh, value pick. I went with Darren Waller. Okay. Um, in a year where tight end has been an absolute shitstorm, uh, he has been super, super consistent. The only week when he did not score double digits uh, was a week when he was injured against New England. I think mm-hmm. he, I think he missed like the second half of that game, basically. Um, he, he was in the ninth round in fourth and went in the eighth round in bro. Mm. Um, and if you, if you can get any tight end right now that mm-hmm. you can plug and play 
and know for sure you can leave that part of your lineup alone and not think about it, that's amazing. But if you could do it in the back half of the draft, that's even better. Yep. All right, let's close it out here. I actually have two honorable mentions if I can throw them in. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I had uh, Robbie Anderson, who's the RB uh, wide receiver seven right now. He was drafted in the 13th round in both leagues. Mm -hmm. And then I threw in Justin Jefferson. He's wide receiver 16. Now, I know he's had a couple real boom games, but like even wide receiver 16, with he's already had his bye week too. He was drafted in the 16th in pro and drafted in the 15th and fourth. So, wow. Good value there. Definitely. All right, let's bring it home, Todd. We'll stick with you. Do both your second-half comeback player and your second-half letdown. So just for some context, these are going to be guys who have struggled but are about to pick it up, and then vice versa, guys who have done well but about to start letting you down. So one would be the buy low, one would be the buy high. So, Todd, kick us off. Well, I might have cheated a little bit on this one, so but I'm going to say it anyway. Um my comeback player of the year, second half comeback player of the year, is going to be Devonta Adams. Okay. Um, if you look, he missed three weeks so far, including his bye week. Yep. Still a wide receiver, fifteen right now. But if you look at his average <laughs> score per game, it's twenty six point two points. And I'll tell you right now, the names that are above that in the entire league are Russell Wilson at twenty nine, Kamara at twenty eight. Tyler at 28, Dak, who's on IR, McCaffrey, who's on IR. Only Justin Herbert is at 26 above him. So, wow. like, there is no wide receivers that are averaging what he's averaging on a per-game basis. Yeah. So, if, awesome. if, I think he is just on a tear, and they're going to they're gonna ride him all the way to the playoffs. Flip it. Who's going who's gonna to let some who's, – who's going to let you down? Uh, I think that – as far as fantasy-wise goes, I think everybody on Tampa takes a hit Okay, what's going on there. So I picked a good one. I picked Rojo. You know, he's the number 12 uh, running back except right team, now. But except like except Fournette, Brady. Sprinkled right? back in. Brady I, keeps it up, right? But Or do you think even Brady, too, takes a hit moving forward? No, 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 no. I, I guess, I mean, sorry, the skill players okay. other than Brady. I think, gotcha. And maybe, and, and maybe not Gronk. But I think if you're looking at running back and wide receiver, it is an absolute crapshoot on, on Tampa right now with Antonio Brown getting sprinkled in. And then you have Fournette that's actually being used situationally yep. now mm-hmm. and getting some, some carries. I, I picked I picked Rojo to be the second half letdown of the season. Jake? Keep us going here. Your comeback player and your letdown player. Uh, I'm my comeback player. I'm going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, hmm. This was also before my my premise of this is he does really well. Weapons they have on offense, the better he does because he gets to go into the slot and he gets to play the role that he really thrives at, which is you know over the middle and moving the chains. Uh, hopefully, Deontay Johnson comes back healthy pretty quickly here and they keep that offense rolling um but the games where everybody's been there he's had really nice weeks i don't think he's going to be a top 10 dude but i think he's he's he'll be you know top 15 okay. guy um nice nice starter to have in your lineup uh my letdown player we're gonna shock some people here i think aaron jones is mm. is in a little bit of trouble uh i think a his production is just so hard to keep up because he's had a touchdown mm-hmm. in every single game. Yeah. Now I said that about him last year too. Yep. So there's no way he can score another 16 touchdowns mm-hmm. and he's on fucking pace to do it. Um, he's on pace to do 
more than that, in fact, total touchdowns. But I just don't think that production can keep up. And what we have seen from Jamal Williams makes me think that they're going to try to make sure that Aaron Jones stays healthy for a long playoff run. And it was just two years ago, really, where it was last year, even at the start of the year, where Jamal Williams was the starter. Aaron Jones took over because he got hurt. So I think we could kind of see a swap back in a lot more, you know, closer to a 50-50, 60-40 times fair. My comeback player, so I had three here. I had, and I don't know if he actually let you down because I don't know what you drafted him for, but I thought Jarvis. But the more I thought about it, it's like they're going to go with this Rashard Higgins guy. I went with, so I was torn between these two. I had Hollywood Brown, who was drafted to be a pretty decent our wide receiver too, or Josh Jacobs. And I think I went with, I don't have it up here. I admit I had it up here, but I went with Jacobs. I just can't imagine that they, that they keep this up. They're clearly, they, they want him to be the feature guy. So I think they're going to rely on him a little bit more moving forward. And I think he gets more opportunity. And then my second half let down, I, I think not to cheat like Todd, uh, but uh, clearly Mike Davis, he's going to be let you down second half, but, and just to stay on brand here, um, I've been wrong. Jake, I think you and I have both been wrong on him all season long, but Todd Gurley, <laughs> there's no denying that he's been so solid. He's running back eight. I just think that has to come back, and the main reason why is, like, look, he's already he scored seven touchdowns. He scored a touchdown a game. That's 40% of his scoring is from touchdowns. He's extremely dependent. So, like, basically every other point he scores is only because he got a touchdown, and touchdowns just are not – they're just not predictable. You, it just, they're just not. So, yeah. uh, I, I'll, I'll likely be wrong. I've been wrong on him all season, but that's where I'm going to go. That was great. Um, I think we're running a little bit long, so let's. Uh, we were going to play scrap or clap, but uh, let's just scrap that whole segment and let's just uh, let's just do some power rankings. You guys cool with that? Scrap the segment, clap the power rankings. Is that is that cool with you guys? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's just get into it. It's what you've been waiting for. Are you ready to find out just how good your team is? Well, prepare to get pissed off. Because we're about to say your team sucks. It's time for the weekly power rank. Alright, we're halfway through this season, and now we have a real sense of the not not just tiers, but who the contenders are, who the pretenders are, and everything in between. So, Jake, I can't wait to get into this. So, you start us off. What league are we in, and who's number 10? We're going to start off in fourth and one. I had a very scientific approach to this. Uh, you guys can read about it. We're going to post it up on the page. Uh, number 10 didn't take any science to do. It's Richard. <laughs> uh, he's last place in scoring, yeah. and he hasn't yeah. had a lot of points scored against him. He's still not winning. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about 117 points a week. Isn't going to get it. You done. know what, though, folks? Y'all, everyone owes uh, Richard a thank you card for making it Absolutely. easy to avoid the golden plunger this year. He's doing his best Absolutely. to get back-to-back. Okay, number nine. I, I play him this week. I'm sure he's going to fucking <laughs> annihilate me after I'm talking shit. Uh, number nine is Steve. Uh Injuries, man. Injuries just killed mm. this team right now. He was projected to be number one after the draft and now currently projected to finish number nine. Number eight. Number eight is Israel. Uh, we talked about it, man. This team keeps winning, but I just mm-hmm. I just don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see the scores if you read the write-up. Uh, he's, he's in the bottom half of the league for sure. 
uh, statistically, and I just think it's it's going to give out at some point here. Yeah, he, it's going to come down to the end for him, but I don't like the way that that's going to go. Okay, let's keep it going. Number seven. Number seven is you. Sorry, buddy. I know you're uh, okay. you, you, you're on the come up, right? You know, you got all these good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your gang of Robinson and Robinson, <laughs> uh, but. You got a you got a long road to climb back. Uh, you got to be pretty much perfect the rest of the way if you're going to make it back in. I think. I think I will be number six. <laughs> number six <laughs> is Eric. <laughs> uh, Eric has had incredible luck. You know, we already mm-hmm. talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he's sitting currently in. He's actually number six. Yeah. So yep. I think that's going to fall off. I think he finishes closer to the bottom. Yep. We'll see there. Okay. Number five. Number five is Antoine. Uh, we really loved this team after the draft. Yep. I think, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, uh, he's he's had a tough time, but he's got he's got six top fifty overall scorers. Yep, and he's got eight top twentieth position. So on paper, his team's pretty good. He's he's currently sitting in seventh place in the league. So he's got to make a little run here to number come four. Back. Number four is Dobrats. Uh, he is what we talked about uh, eight overall in scoring I don't understand it yeah but he keeps winning and at five and two he would have to have a pretty monumental collapse even if he wins you know two more games he's gonna be at 500 so I think he's probably gonna sneak in number three number three is Todd hey Holy shit Todd Todd's number four right now in the league. Uh, ESPN thinks he's going to finish number six. I don't think they're right. Todd's got a little <laughs> mini winning streak going. He's he's been real yeah. sneaky. He's been picking up, picked up Herbert. He picked up Tua. Picked up Antonio Brown off waivers. Yep. I mean, let's see, man. Herbert's been incredible. Let's see if the other two can can add up. Two and one are going to be pretty easy. So quickly get get us through them. Who are they? Yeah, number number two is me. Uh, I don't like ranking myself high. So fuck you guys for making me do that. Uh, <laughs> Number one is Tyler. Yeah, um, it's easy. Please read the write-up on this so that you can see the stats on this team. It's really? it's just fucking absurd, and he still doesn't have Michael Thomas. All right, let's switch it over to Bro and do it pretty quickly. Who do we have there at number 10? Number 10 is Brian. Uh, this is not a good team. Bottom line. <laughs> okay. And number nine is okay. Irvin, and my analysis is, is the same this is not a good team 10th and scoring All right. we don't have good teams there okay let's get to not do we have enough. do we have a halfway decent team at number eight uh anthony rodriguez okay there we he's go he's actually sitting in third place right now he's projected yeah. to finish fifth the numbers kind of tell a little bit of a different story so he just doesn't have a whole lot okay. of depth if anything goes wrong for him at all he's he's going to be in big trouble number seven number seven is anthony garcia uh, he's right in the middle of points scored. Yep. He's gotten really lucky with points scored against, though. So if that comes back to bite him at any point, he's going to struggle. Number six. <clears throat> Number six is me. Okay. Uh, had some issues with injuries. I've had my IR filled for like the last four or five weeks. Can't keep Mostert healthy. Can't keep Debo Samuel healthy. And I'm not hitting on my waiver wire picks. So I'm not yep. feeling too great. Number five. Number five is Diego. Uh, Diego's definitely going to call me tonight drunk and tell me that I'm totally wrong about his team, that he should be number two or number one. Uh, so I'm really looking yeah. forward to that. All right. Talk, and talk then we're going to do uh, we're gonna do the top four acapella style. So let's do top four in Bro League. Number four. Yeah. 
Number four is Henry. Okay. His team is too good. It's too good, yeah. For this to keep happening. It's, yeah. it's got to straighten out at some point. And even if it, these are power rankings, not what might actually happen, right? He might right. put himself into such a hole, but this team is, like, from a power rank standpoint, it should beat you. All right, number three. Yeah. Number three is Eric. Uh, we've talked about it from uh, both of the leagues. He's, he's gotten a lot of luck. Um, if it turns on him at any point, he's going to drop off pretty quick, I think. Cool. So that only leaves two teams, so I'm curious. There's two teams here. Uh, number two. Todd Byers. Okay, wow. So, if Todd's team gets healthy, we're all fucked. That's a really good <laughs> That's, yeah. Those first three picks, he was number one after the yep. draft. That's what we ranked him. The, those first three picks are just absurd. If he if he gets right, then it's going to be a real pain in the ass to go against him. That uh, leaves one. That so, leaves one who is that? Here. Number one. Uh Kyle, most points scored. You have the second most players that are top 20 in their position. You have the second most top 50 overall scorers. Uh, and you've you've gotten a little lucky with uh, – uh, actually, you've had some bad luck with points scored yeah. against you. So, I was about to say, I was like, well, I've had a lot scored against yeah. you. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you've had a lot scored against you. So um, I think your team's on the come up, though. Oh, man. I uh, You guys don't even want to know what's coming for you in the draft video if I win this league back-to-back. So please don't let this happen for the sake of this league. I think half of you might drop out. But um, I think that's it, boys. What did we miss? That's it, man. Can't wait. Man, this get it all. Seven get it all. Food is so on a four-game losing streak. That's, that's pretty problem. tough. Yeah, started off two and zero. Jeez, started off three and zero, and now I'm three oh. and four. It definitely uh, it, it's hurt bad. my feelings a little bit. That so. sucks. That's all good. Alrighty, well, let's close it out here. Good luck, everyone, next week. Thanks for sticking around a little bit longer of an episode, but um, you know we're halfway through. We got to celebrate, and uh, we didn't even think we'd be here um, just seven weeks ago. So later, peace, Todd. Thanks for later. coming on. You got it.